Welcome to the Belonging Project podcast. This is Fiorenza and I'm your host. The purpose of this podcast is to bring voices together to talk about belonging. Through inspiring real-life conversations, we explore how belonging can show up in so many different ways, what it feels like to belong, and the impact of truly belonging. Each episode will offer you inspiration and practical strategies to find your true voice in your life and as a leader. Let's dive in. Hi, Camo. Welcome to the Belonging Project podcast. I'm so happy to have you here today. Yes, Fioranza. Thank you for the invite. And I'm excited to be here. Fantastic. Fantastic. So, Camo, you are the founder and CEO of OMEC. And I cannot wait for you to tell us more about what OMEC is uh, and what you do. Hi, everyone. This is my first time here. I'm excited to be here and uh, just to have this conversation. I feel like the, the whole essence of this podcast and then talking about belonging is one of my sweet uh, spot and favorite to- talk. But yeah, I'm Kimo, I'm originally from Guinea and um, grew up in the US, lived in Germany and now living in Amsterdam. And so quickly to give an idea of what OMEC is, basically it's a space Um, that would build for bicultural of African descent. The idea is how do you create a a space, a community uh, for this important segment of the population to normalize connection between them. And with that connection comes with the idea of feeling like, hey, this is my community, this is my tribe, this is my place that I feel like I belong, that I feel like I don't even need to explain myself. Like once you create that as a basis, then now you can put tools and resources and the support system in that environment and basically turn them into a change agent and to make the society better uh, for all of us. So like OMEC is basically the one that is removing the black box that exists for this segment of the population, allowing them to see each other. And once they start to see each other, then they start to have a conversation with each other, right? And then once they start having a conversation, then they start building report. And once you start building report, then you start like building trust. And then with trust, that's like now the door is open for collaboration. Mm-hmm. So once you start collaborating, then the sky is the limit. So that's the linear thinking. This is why we always say like, yeah, it's a space to like really normalize um, collaboration for bicultural, for African descent, and then turn them into like a really the future leader and change agent. That's absolutely fantastic. And um, I remember when OMAC just kind of popped up in my in my feed, in my LinkedIn feed through uh, mutual connection that you and I have. And I was, you know, I got very curious and I clicked and I and I got um, started on um, reading what you do and I could feel the passion and just the thread, you know, to belonging and connection that, of course, you know, I wanted to connect and have you on, on the podcast and hear about it firsthand. And perhaps we could get started with your own journey. What brought you to OMEC and to founding OMEC? Yeah, that's... Uh... All right, let's uh, let's go. Do you have a time? Yeah, let's <laughs> let's let's do it. Let's have a time to no, but basically, the way I tell the story is 
this linear thinking, I grew up, I was born in Guinea. And so I moved to the U.S. Um, with this idea of I'm going to go to the U.S. I'm going to learn everything about the idea of like a capitalism, right? And then how do you understand that system and move a community or a country from a point A to point B? So I was like really obsessed with that. How do I uh, um, help my community? How do I help my country to move from where they are today to a next level that I want them to be? And so I wanted, so finance and an economy and then and it's a big part of like moving the country forward. So that's what I want. I picked the U.S., to go on and understand how the the capitalistic system work, how that, and so that was my journey, uh, the journey that led me, the vision that led me to the U.S. And there, I um, I started working, you know, I worked in the financial sector in the bank for a long time, and then I work in I, um, I did my education there at the university and everything. So I worked in the banking sector. I felt like that was the the area I wanted to be in. I realized that's not what I wanted to do. Then I went back to school, you know, um, got my uh, degree in business administration and went into a corporate space and work in the strategy and then learn how to build strategy and learn like leadership and then um, was making my way up in the corporate America. But at the same time, because I grew up in a large family and community was key, community was like the bedrock, um, you know, just being an African descent, like the idea of a community is a part of our culture. But like for me, luckily, I grew up in like a large family and there was like, you know, brothers and sisters and cousins, uh, aunties and uncles that like everybody was together. And then it created this beautiful human technology that was there. Like, you know, your place, you know, your space, you know, your role in that little community. Oh, I love it. I love it. I um, just to interrupt that I grew up in a very, very small family basically myself my parents and my maternal grandparents and I always yeah I I I always dreamt of having such a big family and you know that sense of community exactly like you described um so I just wanted to shout out like the (laughs) the girl in me got very excited (laughs) (laughs) oh thank you I'm glad you get it seriously like for me and especially now, I'll, I'll get to like how did that impact like what the Omec creation and how it's a part of the genesis of Omec. It really like cemented this concept in you. Like you grew up, there's so many people around you. You have a people that you look up to and then you like have a people that look up to you. And it's like just passing this chain, right? And you grew up in that, in that environment. And so when I went to the U.S., as I was working the corporate and I was making my way up the corporate ladder, and sort of disconnecting myself from the community, it was the reverse. I was part of the community. I will learn technical skill at work. I'll learn leadership skill at work, right? And I'll come to the community and I was like, what do we want to do? This is what we want to do. And then let's like, use A, B, C, D, like strategy. So I'll use these things and come to the community, right? So I'll all, and then quickly I find myself like in all these different community because there was like a really this need for leadership, right? So I'll come in there and start so finding myself like a lot of community building. And so I became like uh, a corporate guy in the daytime and then the community builder in the nighttime, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or the bridge, I usually say like the bridge between corporate and community because I'll always bring the community values in the corporate level, 
Like it's not about like competition. It's not about like us fighting against each other. It's about like doing it together and moving forward. So those aspiration will always bring it. But also at the technical skill that I'll learn, I'll bring that to the community level. And so long story short, um, after living in the U.S. for many years, my wife and I and then our little kid at the time moved to Germany, right, um, to change an environment. And we both quit our job and we came to Germany um, for another opportunity there. And so I went to school, um, went back to school for development and economics. Again, I still always had that idea. How do you move a country from a point A to point B, a community from a point A to point B? So development economics was a big part of that, that puzzle. Right. So when I was doing my master in in development and economics and international study, I focus really on understanding the bicultural, specifically the diaspora. So like the African diaspora professional, how do you leverage the capital that they have and turn them into a social economic development agent? Right. Um, so like that would be their financial capital, their human capital, um, their uh, the social capital, the you know, the philanthropic capital. That how do you tap into that? And so that led me to like I really started doing the interview and then talking to people and doing the survey across like the United States, in Germany, in France, in the Netherlands, in in Belgium. And two major things came out of this conversation. One was like a people of African descent, right? Professional for African descent, irrespective of where you are, irrespective of which country you live in, irrespective of your level, whether it's in the classroom or the ballroom, you don't have equal access to opportunity. And which is obvious because that's why we talk about diversity and inclusion today, representation and all this stuff. Like, so that's obvious. And in my career, I also knew that it might be different for everyone, depending where you are. But that was the fact that everybody was talking about. There was a second major important thing that came was the younger generation that I was talking to that I called the bicultural. So the bicultural are this younger generation that belong to both places. So a bicultural of a, of African descent would be like someone who's born in Paris, for instance, of you know of a Ghanaian family, or born in Amsterdam of a Ghanaian family. That person would be both French or you know Dutch, but at the same time Ghanaian, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. those are like you have these two identity. Right. So you belong to these two places. So that generation was like, we want to create change now. I belong to these two places and this is my culture and I want to step up and I want to create a change. I'm not going to put up. I don't have the same experiences that my parents have. Right. This is my place and I want to create a better place and I want to find other people. So I was hearing that. So there was like this need for this generation to be part of something that's bigger than them themselves. Right. And so with these two funding, it was like, that's a need to create a space for this younger generation and and harness that energy that they have, right? And then make sure you connect them with each other so they realize they're not the only one. There's a thousand people like them out there that have the same drive. So like that's what the idea is, like removing this black box, allowing them to see each other, just see each other and knowing like, yo, I'm not alone. And that creates this sense of like, oh man, I belong here. These are my people. They speak the same language that I do. They have the same vision, right? So that is the essence of OMEC. So building this space really to like bring this generation together because they have this privilege of understanding these two cultures and being the bridge between these two cultures so they can become like a catalyst for social change, 
right? So that's, a, that's, a, that's, what the, that's how the idea of OMAC came by. So OMAC is a community for bicultural individuals with African descent. Yes. Is it open to kind of any industry that people work in, whatever the, 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 the countries, or do you have a focus with um, the Netherlands? Wait, you're in the Netherlands, aren't you? Yeah, we're based in the Netherlands with the global footprints. Right. So it's, yes, it's open. So it's basically focused on the individual. Mm-hmm. How do you change, how do you turn them into, how do you harness the energy that they have and the privilege that they have to like turn them into future leader and to change makers. So like, because it's focused on the individual, so you could be a doctor, a scientist, a politician, entrepreneur, like a student, irrespective of like the industry or what do you do. It's about you as a person. How do we change? How do we turn you into like a change agent, right? And that's the first thing. So it's open to, and that's why, like you know, in our community, eighty plus percent, I think eighty five percent have a bachelor or like a PhD, like all from you know PhD to bachelor degree, like they have a higher education, like highly educated, right? And then ten percent are still in school, right? Uh, student community, and and they like go from from STEM to like business, to all kind of level. Amazing. Um, that's the one point. The second point too, even though like we focus on bicultural of African descent, because this is for us the easiest way to like really transcend and transform this idea of like diversity and inclusion and then like, you know, creating the change and then everything. But it's open to anybody that belongs to this, like have this idea because being a bicultural is not only like of African descent. It's a bicultural of European descent, a bicultural of Asian descent, so like this idea of bicultural. So it's open to anyone who believe in this idea, but focusing on this segment to like, we're going to turn you, you know, empower you, and then you empower yourself to, to become a change maker. Wonderful, wonderful. And, um, oh my God, I just love it. And you have been, well, OMEC has been um, alive for a few years, about three years now, if I remember correctly. Yeah, coming to four, fourth year now, yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, growing, growing. I'm, I'm wondering if you've noticed some common points that people have mentioned that perhaps they crave for or they're looking for when they decide to take that step and join a community of individual with whom there is, you know, some shared space, right? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. So I'll tell you a little story um, just to illustrate uh, the point. When we first moved here, so I had this idea um, based on the conversation, right? And I was seeing the energy that I can explain, um, the bicultural that I was talking to. And so I'm like, okay, let's build this space. And so I came to to Amsterdam. And the first thing that we did was I let's learn more about this. So I started interviewing even more people here. And so the first thing I decided to do, let me create some networking events. And I know where to find this bicultural. I know where they are. I know they're like Instagram, you know, I loaded in the um Twitter and then these spaces. So we kind of really created this very targeted ad not ad but like a promotional material right that like they see it you know these are creative these are trends you know so it was really targeted to them and we're expecting um to have about like 50 people because we're still new here we didn't know like 40 to 50 and then like there was a double 100 plus people that show up right and so because it's like really focused on this 
this bicultural idea, we should focus on this idea of having a shared value and a shared passion, shared vision to be part of a change, be part of something bigger than yourself. And there was like all these people in the same room that's like-minded, literally like like-minded people in the same room. And, and then the thing that it's it just like, it, it created this magical atmosphere in the room where people are like, oh my God, I've been here for 20 years. Like literally I've been here for 30 years. I've never been in the room like this before, right? And I've never been in Rome like with so many people, talented people that look like me and more successful than me. And most surprisingly, like they all want to help. They're all asking me and want to help me. And I felt like I was alone, but I'm not. And so that's example that we kept seeing like every event that we organize people like where have you been is this is this even real and at the same time i get a lot of questions from people especially like you know non-africans or like dutch people or, like white people to say like, why do you need this space like we have a space that's open to everyone so the kind of like why do you need like uh, this kind of places right mm-hmm. and it's like it's just like understanding that's how you navigate that like the people who are here and, and feel part of this society and a, a fabric, part of the fabric of this community, larger community. But as a human, there's this being around people that understand that unique, you know, characteristic that you have for being a bicultural, right? Navigating these two cultures. That's a very unique, like, aspect of life that not everybody has. And the, the things that come with it, the experience that come with it, Right. It's like really unique. And then being in the room with like people that you don't have to explain that and everybody understand just being there does something to your psychic. Yeah. Right. It's like it's just deeper. Like so that's what you explain to them. And people come in, that's that's the thing. That's the magic sauce for me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So like I had shared in our previous conversation, I'm also kind of navigating across culture or being across culture all the time (laughs) and there is definitely something about when you are in a in a group or in a space in a room where you have someone else that that has had the same um, life experience um, growing up across two cultures and um even if it's not the same two cultures, I guess there's probably even more stuff that happens to your psychic, right? <laughs> when it's it's this exact same cultures as you. And I will always remember um, my friend Rosa, I don't know if she will be listening, um, just the first time that I met her. And um, I was like, oh, so... You are from Italy and um, you've also grew up in in France. And then we, we realized that actually our family in Italy were from the same town. And it was just crazy, you know, just so much kind of context that I know about and that she knows about without even having to have mm-hmm. that conversation. But then beyond, you know, of course, when you <laughs> almost, you know, meet soulmates like that, um, having other individuals that have had the same um, life experience, even if it's not the the same two culture, there's just so much that is shared anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and perhaps it can even be enriching in a way because some challenges may have been different. Um, some, you know, what has been easy may have been different as well. And um, 
I'm curious if um, if you've witnessed some um, milestones um, or yeah yeah I guess milestone is the word that I'm looking for amongst members of OMAC. Milestone. Um, I would say impact. Um, I think the milestone. That's for- a word. Impact. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I think let let let's play a little bit with the both words. Like I think the milestone, like Omec, for so far has been um growing really really fast, and it's like really moving forward because people just people believe in the idea. People are looking for places like this. People are looking for spaces like this. People are looking for community like this to be part of. And so whenever they hear the story. And they'll usually their first reactions like, man, I don't believe this exists. Is this real? The people go on our website and like just scroll there and it's like just don't believe it. Like so that this that idea. So like things, you know, things have been moving positively forward. Even like when we started COVID hit, you know, the two years. So like that became actually more opportunity for us to connect with more people and then to connect them with each other and be there. For them, so that in terms of milestone, things are moving really forward, um, making a lot of progress, growing on both sides, from the community side and the business side. So that's that's a big milestone in terms of the impact. It's like every day, like every day, you literally have a conversation with people. Like yesterday, we had a conversation with someone. And then she was telling the story, and it's like the fact, like I was having a bad day, and then one day I went. I came across Omec and I just went on the website and just looking at the people that work there. Like you just explore the website and see like everything. And you just have this feeling like the pictures and the way everything designs, like this is my space. And then you just go on and see the picture of the people that work there. And it's like, man, these are my people, right? Mm-hmm. This is like the space. Like it's just like internally the things that it does um, to her. But like we have a lot of people that come to our event they meet other people that completely change their life. I'll give you an example. I won't share them, but last May we did, we have this annual summit that we did. And there was like someone that came in there and, um, and I had a chance to like meet, came in this environment and then start seeing all these people like successful and creative. And I like just, just, you know, like inspirational in their space. And she could not believe it. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't believe it. And I'm like, everybody here, everybody's nice to me. Everybody want to help me. And then literally they, there's something like there was a creativity that they wanted to do. They wanted to be creative and they went to school for that. And they had to completely abandon that because like there was no support and then even no one believed that they could do it. And so they were just doing something completely different. Mm-hmm. And just being around all this creative in that room, in that they completely changed, you know, the person's life trajectory. Yeah. And six months later, just went into creative space and like things are moving and then just like, so there's kind of things like, it's like really concrete. You can see it, it's changing people's life. The impact, the number of collaboration, like people seeing each other now and then like collaborating and working together. And then like, you know, so many like business ideas have come out of here just because you've seen someone do it like, oh, I can do this. Um, so yeah, it's like, it just happens so many times. Every time I talk to people, um, it's just, yeah. The community has been helping members to perhaps reconnect with their dreams, their vision 
for themselves. And it's just amazing how how much having a support system, a community can do for us and how much it can also hold us at times when it could be challenging or perhaps we have forgotten what we actually really want to do or what we actually really believe in. And going back to belonging, I'm curious if it's something that I'm going to say you track. I see belonging as being super, super key to a community, along with connection, of course. And I'm just curious if there's, if there's a way to, to track it, if that's something that you do. Maybe it doesn't make sense, and I'd be curious to hear why. Yeah, I'm not sure if you're able to track it. Um, I think it's, it, because it's a feeling, right? It's a feeling. But like it's either there or it's not. Like if people come in in the community and how you make them feel, then they decide like, man, do I belong here? And sometimes before even come in there, that community, like they look at the picture of the community and they say, there's nobody here that looks like me. So that's a, like a first like a layers, right? Um and sometimes you go in there and then it's just about, it's about the people that's there. It's about like how you design the environment, how you make like, you know, place of welcoming or not welcoming. So it's the, basically, it's like this feeling, how do you make me feel, you know? And so like, because like, and the people are like, I talk about, you know, just like seeing the picture of like the people, like you can decide whether you belong there. Is it welcoming for me? Or the core part of creating the belonging is the people. Like when you come in there and you are not, like you give like the example of your friend, like, you know, being with her and then knowing that you have like that shared experience, like being around her, it's like that sense of belonging. Like I belong here because we understand each other. So if you have like a 10 people like that, that have like a desk, same experience like you there like you just you don't even need to speak you don't need to say anything just being there like it create that essence right um so yeah i think it's more like the feeling how do you create that feeling this idea of bicultural identity because it has a shared experience it has a shared experience it has this shared vision it has like this common language that they have that's become the den- the common denominator and become the foundation uh, of creating that, that, that sense of belonging. And so when you're coming in that room, it's like, you understand me. Everybody here understand me. I, and then I haven't even opened my mouth. Mm-hmm. And then when I hear people speaking, I'm like, yo, you, you're talking, you're like just telling my story right now. And then I'm not even... So I think that's what every conversation that Omek has, every event that we go, every event that we organize, this is what happened like all the time, like all the time, new people come in and then they hear people talking and they're talk, telling their stories. Like, I cannot believe it. Like you just telling my story. It's like, yo, thousand other people doing the same thing. So yeah, that's how I see a belonging. Yeah. And I'm curious to know what elements do you personally need to see, need to feel to get a sense that you belong. So getting into a community space, people that um, look like you or have had a similar kind of 
cultural path, maybe, maybe one perhaps based on what we've been talking about. Um, what else would you say is important for you? Oh, personally, um, I think for me, again, the people part, like if I go and play, so I see someone, the first thing is a smile because that's the picture there, right? You're showing me like um, smiles like that picture to say like, hey, do do I belong here or not? Um, and so I think for me, that's the, the, the external part. And so it become then, you know, understanding, you know, who you are. So like whatever I do, like before I even do any partnership or any conversation with like anybody in the community and the partner, like I always start out like introducing yourself, introducing myself. Do we, so that I can like understand that we have a similar value. Mm-hmm. If we don't, it's not, it's not a big deal. We just can't work together. Like we just had to figure out like, you know, how that collaboration would be like. So you understand um, that like we don't have a similar value. Maybe your value align with this person's value. Maybe I'll connect you with that because you have a similar values. And that so it's not good or bad. It's just like we don't. Um, and so I think that conversation to establishing that and knowing that person or that space have, uh, you know. And so like if we have like then there's other element. Uh, like, do we have a similar culture, right? Is there a, like, you know, experiences um, that, well, do we, did we go in the same, you know, like different, we have a similar experience. It could be like, oh, we both live in New York. So that could be like the connection point, right? It's like, oh, I live in New York too at that time. Oh, great. Or like we both live, you know, and they, well, we both play, you know, sport or like this soccer. So this is some similar experiences so like there's a lot of element but for me the first and foremost is just like when i meet someone or when i go into places i just look at the faces like are the people happy here are they smiling if they're not then i'm like oh this is difficult for me to be here and and then when people start talking then you kind of see i don't know if that makes sense i think everybody have like a different way yeah and that's this is also what makes the topic of belonging so rich because even if it even if there is perhaps, you know, a very um, understood basic definition of it, but then actually all the, the feelings and our needs and what we what we need to see to feel that we belong um, are so personal and they they really vary so much from one individual to, to another. I really resonate with what you said about the smile it's it, it's very much the entry point when we meet so, when we meet someone and uh the just how welcoming the conversation may be right um i think i've had you know occasions where <laughs> there was a smile but then actually the conversation didn't go out as well as i thought <laughs> but uh, at least um there was that kind of starting point all right and um before we draw our conversation today to a close um i'd love to know how could we um find out more about omac is that a process to be um to become a member um anything about that yes so basically extremely simple you just go on myomec.com so the company name is omec o-m-e-k and so if you go on the website, it would just be like myomec.com. And then there's a space there to join. And then you register. It's two process. You register, you fill up the form, and then you automatically get a welcome email. And with that welcome email, you have like a, a special link 
um, that will allow you to go on the platform and then create your profile. So if you're listening to this, as soon as you like to hear me sharing this information, just go and then do that. We welcome anybody that have a dissimilar values, that have like this shared experience, whether you're bicultural or not. If you're bicultural, then definitely like you'll be, irrespective of how much I explain it to you, just being there and experiencing and feeling it, you would get, you know, you just, you, you see it like you, you, and so, yeah, everybody's welcome. Um, that's, that's the space. And you can also follow us on Instagram, my Omec, um, there. So yeah, those are the two most important places to find us. Fantastic. Thank you, Camo. And I will also add the details on the show notes. Um, so our listeners can access on, um, Spotify or Apple podcast and find the links directly there. Absolutely. Um, Are you going to be the first one to join before all your, before your listeners, right? I think so. <laughs> this is going to get added to my to-do list, I think, for this week. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, I'll, I'll be I'll be excited to welcome you to the to the community. And uh, yes, absolutely. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Kemo. And thank you so much for our conversation today. I really enjoyed it. Absolutely. Um, thank you. Thank you for having me. I um, I hope uh, it was insightful, I, but it was like a really wonderful conversation for me. I'm, I'm passionate about like this idea and then just building community and bringing people together. And then so, yeah, belonging is like a big part of that. So thank you for... Uh, Thank you for the work that you're doing in this space and then just normalizing the idea of belonging and what it is and then people talking about it. So great work. Thank you so much, Camo. Thank uh, you. Bye-bye. You can follow the podcast on LinkedIn at The Belonging Project Podcast. You can also hit subscribe and stay up to date with our episodes. And do feel free to get in touch with me on coaching at fiorenzarossini.com. Thank you again and see you next time.